0: what's up everybody welcome to in this economy my name is matt and i'm here with sam as usual how you doing today buddy
1: happy new year maddie happy new year to our listeners let's get this
0: bread 2020 bread that's what the uh, the theme is for the decade
1: new decade bread
0: yeah how does it feel
1: uh similar to uh, last decade yeah. but i feel a little older feel yeah. a little wiser a little richer
0: yeah you know one thing i noticed is like the recaps in the last 10 years has been way more dramatic than the usual just like oh let's look over the past year instead we're going back like 10 years and it's kind of it's really making me feel old
1: yeah but like when you really look at any stage of your life 10 years a lot changed like your first 10 years yeah you stop shitting yourself. You stop. Yeah, that was a big moment. <laughs> yeah, for me. yeah a big moment, right? You stop peeing the bed. A lot happens. Then those next ten years, you get your first boner, you drive a car. You know, like a <laughs> all lot formative of things. yeah, all formative things. And then the 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 last decade that just happened, right? We graduated college. Yeah. We got jobs. We yeah. learned how to do taxes. Yeah. So this this decade, you know, is going to bring a lot more. We're going to make add a lot of commas to our bank accounts. Yeah,
0: I think that's the primary goal. Yeah, And, you know, I think in the theme of the podcast anyway, that's definitely what we're going to do, what we're going to help all of you good people do. That's why we're here. So the first thing we're going to do is do a recap from last week. We're then going to talk about this Bank of America report that came out looking at the trends that, that you should expect in the, in the next 10 years. And then we're going to finish up by looking at a few Wall Street stock picks.
1: And then a- we'll really finish with my bets.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the real crescendo of the episode. (laughs) But uh, with that, I'm just going to get right into some biotech news that we had. And the first thing I wanted to mention is that Amarin, ticker symbol AMRN, one of our omega-3 bangers. Love them. Yeah, so we got some good news actually that the Canadian Health Health Canada, it's called, uh, approved them for the label expansion. This is something that the U.S. did. Only a couple of weeks ago, so this is only going to increase the market that can now take uh, Vasepa, which is the drug, and if they have this triglyceride level that's that's within the new label. So that's a good sign for them. The stock didn't move too much in the news, and I think it's because there's some upcoming patent litigation that's going to come through, and I think it will be in Ameren's favor as well. So I still think that buying where it is right now around 22 is a good idea. So that was good news for them. The other piece of news I wanted to mention is that my original bet, my first bet of the In This Economy pod was a a predicted bet, and that's a site where you can go and make some prop bets on the election stuff. And one of the bets I made was that Trump would remain in office until the end of 2019. And what happened? He is still the president of the United States. I risked $38.40 to make $1.60. Not the biggest bet I've made, not the biggest <laughs> return, but a win is a win, and that's going down in my tally as a win.
1: That's a big win for you, Maddie. Dollar sixty, I think uh, that is Warren Buffett's breakfast daily when <laughs> yeah. the economy's up, if I recall correctly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that McDonald's breakfast. right? Yeah,
1: that's yeah. right. So.
0: So that's my update, and uh, you know we'll keep looking at some biotech stuff in 2020. But that's all I have for Amarin, and uh, yeah, and gonna keep doing some predicted stuff though. I think as the Election season gets underway, we're going to be getting some interesting stuff with the Democrat nominee, especially.
1: I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Also, we'll have a lot less to bet about, so predict it's going to be a little crutch for us. Essential. Yeah. And hey, you're not the only one who had some winnings, huh?
0: Yeah. Actually, it was a big NFL weekend.
1: Huge NFL weekend for us, and uh, I'm hoping the listeners followed along and listened to us and followed us on Twitter at EconomyPod. You would have hit three out of four bets. Mm-hmm. Man, we overall, we've done really well. We started off 0 and 6. Yeah. Uh, we've definitely marched back. Our total bets so far. So we've done, this is our sixth episode. So mm-hmm. we've done five episodes. We've, if you follow along on Twitter, we have given you 19 potential bets to make. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping you guys have made all of them. And if you have, you would have gone nine for 19 in those nine wins, there's about four parlay wins, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And you would have been up a substantial amount of money. I think it was 5.5x at this point, you'd be up if you bet the same amount of money on every single bet. So big win for us overall, huge weekend for us. Last weekend, we hit our afternoon parlay, which was great. We hit our bonus bet, which uh, got some chirping on Twitter. Yeah. But hey, you know what? Who came out on top? RG3X your money. That's who. <laughs> we won those, and then you knew we had to uh, – we can't miss our bets. It's literally called – the can't, name. Yeah, it's in the name. So we won that. Big shout-out to the 49ers. Enjoy that bye week. Get nice and healthy. Get ready to win that Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, that game was extremely stressful. Oh, man. I uh... – yeah, I was clutching my chest in anticipation. Felt
1: good. I it mean, felt... the
0: win. It felt good when the final score was put up. Yeah, that's true. Got but... the old ticker moving. Yeah, that's a Niners <laughs> defense really made everybody work for that game.
1: Yeah, they really did, and those are the kind of games you could expect from from two rivals like that. But it's even more fun when you have money on the line because. At the end of the day, you won, so it's like a really sweet, victorious... It's almost like you played. Yeah, I felt like I played. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's good. I didn't even have to work out that day. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So we started off rough, but we've had a uh, pretty successful betting since week three, basically. Mm -hmm. So since week three, which is when I like to say this pod has really kind of taken off, we've been really successful in our bets. If you don't count our first six losses, which you have to count them, but if you don't, we've gone nine for 13, So that's really impressive. Mm -hmm. So let's keep this thing going. Let's keep winning our bets. Let's keep winning those stocks. Let's keep making money. I'm looking forward to uh, this week's bets. And uh, now let's get into the trends that Bank of America sees going on in the next decade.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if anybody's seen this, but this list has been going around. It's kind of like the top things that Bank of America sees as being interesting things that people need to pay attention to in the coming decade. And Sam and I picked three out that we think are particularly noteworthy. The first one is obviously looming recession. And in the last podcast, we talked about how all-time highs continue to get hit on a number of different indices. And I think our opinion is that this is probably going to continue through a large part of 2020. But in the next 10 years, there's a very good chance that a recession is going to hit. I think the average length of a bull market is, what, like nine, ten years?
1: Yeah, they say recession's do every nine years. It's been longer than nine years since our last recession, so every yeah. year everyone's like, oh, we're due. We're due.
0: Yeah, and you know, just because it's the average doesn't mean that it's going to happen right at nine years, of course, but within the next ten years, there's probably like, what, I would give it a 90% chance that there's going to be some kind of recession. Is it going to be a 2008 great financial crisis type recession? Not necessarily, but definitely there's going to be a some some lagging in the GDP. Sure.
1: I think we've been lagging for a while in the GDP. I think it's bound to catch up to us.
0: Yeah, and this is one of the points that they made is that um, worldwide GDP has actually lagged significantly in this last year or two compared to the last, say, 50 years. I think it said that China has slowed down to around 6% per year, whereas the U.S. is at 2 and Europe is at 1% GDP. And and that's pretty pretty low compared to what we've seen in the past. And they've also mentioned that our inflation rate is also very low. So we're in this weird environment right now. And if inflation happens to creep up without an increase in GDP, we could start to see quality of life start to deteriorate, I think.
1: Do you think that GDP, it's almost hard to gauge now because we have a global economy now, whereas maybe 50 years ago we really didn't. So there was a time where maybe we were making all of our own product, and now it makes so much more sense, for example, to farm out certain aspects of what we use to other countries.
0: Yeah, there's a big point to be made there. And one of the points that actually the Bank of America article made is that we're at peak globalization. The idea is that globalization is now going to recede, and things like nationalism are going to come up, where that supply chain in China is no longer going to be useful for the U.S., because... Things like tariffs are going to come up, and it's going to incentivize companies to create factories and supply chains in their own domestic country. So it seems like that trend is actually completely reversing. I mean, it will eventually completely reverse due to these nationalist tendencies that are happening across the world, which would increase GDP. Sometimes, in theory. Globalization has been very helpful for GDP when it comes to cheap products. So they're able to um, subsidize labor costs by going overseas, whereas the labor here domestically in the U.S. is actually a lot higher, which would lower profits, technically. So there's benefits and there's negatives. I personally see that, yeah, GDP is going to continue to remain low. I think that the concern really is that inflation goes up as nationalism becomes a more um, important thing. And when it comes to recommendations on what you should do, Bank of America recommended things like gold, things like utilities, things that never really go out of vogue. Energy stocks as well could be a, a benefit here, or energy ETFs. As uh, inflation goes up, things like prices of oil um, would increase as well. So
1: And utility companies in general. So like water companies, electricity companies, they kind of run the show. They set the market price. There's really not much you could do about it. They have monopoly. So uh, those are pretty good stocks to buy into. So I'd say petroleum, I would say energy companies, I would say any kind of utility company that has a relative monopoly is probably going to be a good buy to combat recession.
0: Yeah. And really, these are like companies that you want to sort of scale into. So I haven't taken too much money out of my regular risk on equities. I still, you know, I like Apple. It just hit like 300 in the week that we're recording. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about some Wall Street stock picks that um, are still gonna look good and until a recession actually hits, which we can't really predict. It's tough to say when you should do this, but it doesn't hurt to you know, have a little bit in gold, maybe buy gold before it really starts to skyrocket.
1: Have a plan, don't go into your bunker just yet.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so the next trend that Bank of America had was robotics. And we thought that was pretty interesting because what was the stat they cited? I think it was by the year 2035, up to 50 percent of the workforce is going to be done by robots it's going to be automated and this is obviously going to have huge social implications right because all of these people are going to have to create a living somehow and if there's not enough like artistic things that people can do to make money or enough real people jobs the government's going to have to step into some capacity
1: man i've been sounding the horn on this since like 2017 so i'm let me pull back the curtain a little bit <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm in hardware. Um, I work with hardware prototypes. So I see trends in the tech sector roughly three to four years before it becomes a trend. So I've been seeing robotics and, and building robotics since like 2012, 2013. And then I saw the huge increase in them and I keep seeing it. And you see all these companies making you know, self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these jobs, these low-skill jobs, they're gonna go away. It just makes too much sense for companies to get a robot who won't get sick, won't get tired, won't have a bad day, won't complain, to just do all of these little simple tasks and you are gonna have people who have nowhere to go, Mm -hmm. nothing to do, it's gonna cause crime. How are they gonna afford to live? How are they gonna afford to eat? It is gonna be a huge issue that we're not discussing enough i think we're discussing the economic potential from robotics which is great and that's going to have a i guess a positive economic impact for a very small portion of people who are either invested in these companies or or run these companies it's going to have a much bigger economic and social effect on the general population and that is something that we have to look into ASAP. I'd say that is one of the biggest issues going into mm-hmm. this next decade. And the fact that we're not talking about it enough is scary.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really because the unemployment rate is just so low right now that people don't think it's going to be a thing. But I think the the transportation market alone is like 9% of all jobs and self-driving cars seem to be like within five to 10 years.
1: I've I've been on record saying that I don't think <laughs> that there's going to be a car that you could buy for yourself. That's not a hobby car in the next 10 years i think in 10 years so the next two cars you purchase are probably going to be the last two cars you purchase that are yours to drive Mm. like i don't think that when we have children they'll be driving cars they'll be self-driving
0: it's uh it's very possible and hopefully we can figure that out because really i think the biggest takeaway from this is that wealth inequality is going to get even worse and that's just going to lead to more social unrest and
1: and we'll have another episode where we kind of go into this as well i think that there's some things you could do to kind of benefit from robotics if you will or kind of the demise i guess you could leverage your wealth right now into something that could be much bigger which we'll get into in future episodes
0: talking about recession and and jobs i think the next point is relevant here because the third trend we want to talk about is demographic change and in this context the bank of america report is talking about how such a high number of people in the workforce are retiring, and that is the Boomers, our favorite demographic to talk about. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> so what's gonna happen, is actually gonna be a lot of opportunity for young people because all of these jobs that are currently being held by the Boomers are, uh, are gonna open up, and that's gonna lead to a lot of opportunity for the Gen X, the Millennials, and the Zoomers eventually. So there's a bit of a silver lining there, but one of the issues is that all of these employers are going to be struggling to find a lot of good qualified labor. You know, the robotic thing might uh, might fill in that gap. I'm not too sure, but this is going to be a real trend. And I think one of the issues with that is as the boomers age, there's going to be a real need for healthcare costs, as well as supplementation for Social Security, which is coming. And we already see that right now. I think there's reports that have come out saying that you know, Social Security is going to run out in the next 10 to 15 years, and things like Medicare is also going to run out. So, those are things that are going to go along with boomers retiring.
1: Yeah, uh, I think there's going to be opportunities there to make money off the boomers retiring. Again, whether it's job openings, whether it's healthcare. Another thing that people are, I guess you mix it together uh, with real estate and healthcare, man, nursing homes mm-hmm. and care homes and caretakers that is going to be it's already big business it is only going to get bigger so there's a, a lot of complaints about oh you know we'll run out of social security what do we do what do we do man get into the healthcare game some way somehow
0: yeah and i think it's actually it's interesting though because as we see the the 2020 election come around we hear a lot of democratic potential uh nominees talk about how they want to um nationalize the healthcare system and there could be that could also make make things complicated too but i think yeah for right now if it does remain privatized there could be a lot of opportunity there
1: so i think the the general theme of any of those three is just kind of have a backup plan don't throw all your eggs in one basket
0: be mindful that within 10 years things are going to be drastically different yeah and um it's important to get in on these trends before they actually start taking off because it might be too late
1: sure think how drastically different things are now than they were 10 years ago right
0: yeah i don't think anybody could have predicted that facebook would be the size of a company that it is now yeah given that you know just how things have turned out but we
1: didn't even have uber
0: yeah right just think about that you were hailing
1: in 2010 new year's eve you were hailing a cab trying to get home the worst the worst and now we have uber so just understand that things are going to change things are going to change at a rapid rate get ready for recession but don't fear it
0: and with that let's talk about these uh these stocks that wall street was recommending so these are the top 10 stocks that wall street is uh predicting are going to go up substantially over the next 10 years um a lot of them i wasn't actually familiar with and it kind of goes back to something we were talking about because they were energy stocks and i think the analysts that looked at this just found some energy stocks that are potentially going to benefit quite a bit if something like oil goes up quite a lot. And if, uh, if you're putting some money into a sector that is going to benefit from, say, a higher inflation with a lower amount of growth, oil is something that, that will do well. So some energy stocks they brought up, which I don't think are super noteworthy, but in terms of tech, they brought up three companies, Amazon, Salesforce.com, and Facebook and amongst those i personally think that facebook is going to do the best amazon has lagged quite a bit in the last year and if you heard my talk about apple maybe two episodes ago i mentioned that buybacks are one of the most important factors in looking at whether or not one of these tech companies are going to do pretty well and amazon is a company that does not do buybacks so for that reason i think i'm gonna pass on amazon salesforce.com i think is relatively overvalued where it is right now. Its move is, besides just general slow growth and adopting and getting adopted, it's starting to acquire companies. And we just saw them acquire Tableau, which is some other kind of CRM related company, but I don't see them going as high as the analysts predicted. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, I think is the one that has the most potential for growth. They are doing buybacks. They've been doing them for a while, and I think they're going to increase those as we move through the 2020s. So my uh my pick amongst those is facebook i'm personally going to buy some even though it already hit an all-time high this week i think on thursday january 2nd it hit 209 but i'm going to put some money where my mouth is and and buy at that price
1: there so i uh kind of disagree with you on a couple of them so energy hate to hear that hey you know what happens So energy-wise, I think we're both in agreement. I think you need to have a little bit of that in your portfolio. Where I disagree is Amazon. They are so profitable from their AWS services, their cloud servicing. They run cloud servicing. And they are trying to win that huge government contract. I know they're in litigation right now for it. I think they're going to win something. With Microsoft, right? Yeah, with Microsoft. I'm sure there's a bunch of articles you guys could read about it. But they run the cloud right now. And so as we're getting more and more into the internet of things, it's all gonna go through the cloud. Mm-hmm. So I think the leader in that, which is Amazon, is probably gonna be a good bet. They also run 51% of all e-commerce that's oh, done right. in the US. It's a company that makes a lot of money. It's a company that is sneakily selling their own, their own brands when you're even buying from it, you don't even know. Yeah. So they're mo- making money multiple ways. So I think Amazon is still a good buy. I think there's plenty of room for growth. Uh, so I would, I would go all in on Amazon. I, I really would. I cannot stand Salesforce. <laughs> I am all out on Salesforce. I, they're a one-trick pony at this rate. they It's like what you said. Their pretty much only strategy now is acquisitions. I think there's a little company called Workday that is going to start eating their lunch, just eating away at their market share slowly but surely. So if I was you guys and you're trying to get into the CRM game, I'd go into workday. They're much cheaper, much smaller, and I think they're going to do much better in the long run. So I would go workday over uh, Salesforce. Hmm. Then Facebook, we're in agreement with, I think it's, they could turn on the profit anytime they want. I
0: think it's going to be a uh, an interesting decade to say the least.
1: They all are, and guys, we sound kind of doom and gloomish. It's not. It's going to be a great decade. We're going to make a lot of money. And you know how we're going to start it? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to make sure you guys get money. I'm going to make sure you guys get money this weekend with my can't miss bet of the week.
0: Let's hear it. baby. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So uh, my can't miss bet of the week this week as the playoffs start. Playoffs. Playoffs, baby. We hit the playoffs. Woo. Man. You love to see it. So we got Seahawks minus two versus the Eagles. It's $110 to win $100. So, the Seahawks -2 means that the Seahawks have to win by 3 points or more in order for this bet to hit. We saw the Seahawks go toe-to-toe with the 49ers. I was talking all that trash on Marshawn Lynch. He looked great.
0: Yeah. He that, he, he leapt like Superman yeah. over like 35 guys. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs>
1: 35. Uh yeah, right. he he looked great. He he He's unstoppable on the one-yard line. That's really it. Um, So the Seahawks, I think, are going to destroy the Eagles. The Eagles don't have any players. They have Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz and this new running back, Scott, that people are all happy about because he played well against the Giants, who have like two wins. Hmm. So the Eagles are not a very good team. They lucked out by being in a really bad division. Their division had the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. There's not a single good team in that division. So they have no business being in the playoffs. I understand they could get lucky. They won't. The Seahawks are going to destroy them. So Seahawks minus two, 110 wins you 100. And then obviously we don't have a lot of games. So we only have one parlay. But man. What is it? Man, it's juicy okay i'm talking it is dripping down your chin juicy this thing is i'm so excited about i was writing this down and i man i almost mortgaged my house on this man it is so good so you took this one i took this one man i had to take it i had to take it and i encourage anyone to take this You, you guys should be betting with us no matter what but i'm really hoping you take this bet so it's going to be a little while. You're going to be, Sam, what the hell are you talking about? But I promise this is going to work out for us. I don't know if I promise it. That's but I'm but I'm pretty sure that it's going to work out for us. So we got the Texans money line versus the Bills. Bills, great story this year. They're a good team. Um, it's been fun watching them. But at the end of the day, Josh Allen is not a very good thrower of the football. Um, they're a good team, but they're... They're not going to be able to keep up scoring-wise with the Texans, is what it comes down to. Deshaun Watson has his weapons. His weapons are going to be healthy. The defense for the Texans is pretty good. I think they'll be just good enough to stop the Bills, but the hard thing is the defense of the Bills, who is good, they won't stop the Texans. The Texans are too high-powered, so I think the Texans are going to beat the Bills. This is my shocker of the week, and I think this is what really builds up the... The whole parlay, which is why it's going to win so much money. I have the Titans money line versus the Patriots. I know people are probably this going, yeah, people are probably going crazy listening to this right now. Their phone yeah, the they're probably right now. so mad at me for doing this. If anyone's watched the Patriots, they look terrible. And I know they don't, they always have a couple weeks in the year and the season where they trick us into thinking they're done. I think they're done. They're done. Father is Time it. is undefeated. Brady looks Man. pedestrian. He really does. He looks okay. He couldn't beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay? Their defense, uh, they have some really good players, but they're not a cohesive unit like they were in the beginning of the season. The Titans are really good. They're like sneaky good. Yeah. And the run game has crushed the Patriots this season. And, man, the Titans have an amazing run game. Derrick Henry is an absolute animal. He is so hard to take down. Then they got... Deion Lewis, former Patriot, great Deion Lewis, um, in the backfield. Ryan Tannehill is playing great. Titans look really good. They have a good defense. They have a really good offense. I think you're going to beat the Patriots. It's going to be, it's going to be close, but I think they're going to pull it out. Then I got Saints money line versus the Vikings. Yeah, I think I this think, goes without saying. Yeah. I think the Saints are are the only threat to the 49ers in the NFC. The Saints are really good. They're a high-powered offense. They're a high-powered defense. They're just good. And they're at home. Oh, Um, yeah. That's going to make a big difference. That's going to make a huge difference. The Vikings, uh, you know, they're formidable. They're okay. Uh, This is essentially prime time, right? Because it's the only game playing. And we all know how Kirk Cousins is in prime time. falls apart. He really does, man. He just doesn't have that, that it gene. So uh the saints are, are gonna win so i got saints money line versus the vikings then i have uh like the can't miss but this time i just took them money line uh seahawks money line versus the eagles i already went into it man you ready for these numbers okay let's hear it let's hear it 100 dollars mm-hmm. wins you 950 dollars. 9.5 x return on your money Jesus. just so we're clear in theory If you bet $210 this week, you will win $1,050. That is insane. It's a lot of money. What a way to make money. Get ready for that recession. You're not scared of robots right now. The boomers, millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, we could all get along if we hit this parlay. We're going to hit that can't miss. We got the weekend parlay. And... As you guys know, as our as our Twitter followers know, I'm going to have a bonus bet for you guys. If you just follow us on Twitter, at EconomyPod, give us a follow, give us a listen, give us a rating, give us five stars. We've made you some money at this point. Throw us a bone here, huh? Get our beak wet. And I'll tell you this, if you add us on Twitter and you DM us, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'll give you guys a free penny stock. I will give you guys a penny stock tip talk
0: about generous.
1: Man, I'm feeling good in Jesus. 2020.
0: You know, they say Christmas ends on the 25th. No. Christmas does not end when you're listening to in this economy, Santa Claus is always in town. Man, that's that's a generous bet. Now Sam, amongst that parlay, say I wanted to be less risky, which game would you take out?
1: So, uh if you're going to be less risky, I would actually take out the uh the Texans and Bills. I could see that going the other way. If mm-hmm. any of those games go the other way, I would take out the Texans money line versus the Bills. And I'm just uh
0: because I know almost nothing about NFL. I'm a risk averse kind of guy when it comes to it. So I appreciate that.
1: Sure, that's why I'm here. Uh, more risk averse people are probably going to take Patriots oh. uh money line versus the Titans. I like that. Man, I like that bet. It's going to be uh, it's a juicy one. It's juicy, Man. maybe a little spicy. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating just thinking about it. Yeah. Man, I uh, I have not been this excited for a parlay this entire season. Wow. I know that's, that's hyping it up. It's almost over-hyping this. But I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe this return. Yeah. So those are my bets of the week. That's how you guys are going to start this this decade making money.
0: Yeah. That's what we love to see, especially in this crazy economy.
1: Man, in this economy, to pass up 9.5x, you got to be crazy. you got to be crazy.
0: So thanks, everybody, for listening. Give us a subscribe. Give us a listen. Tell a friend. Email us at inthiseconomypod@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at economypod. Uh, really appreciate all the support we've been getting. Our listens are going through the roof, like Sam continues to remind you, and I'm noticing it, too. I didn't believe the guy, but when I check the numbers, too, it's popping off
1: man really appreciate you guys happy new year again please tell a friend tell that friend to tell a friend if you guys have any suggestions on what you want to hear what you want us to talk about email us at inthiseconomypod at gmail.com again follow us on twitter and uh, we love you bye see you guys later